The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Listen, we stuff this podcast with ads like Jonathan Sullivan used to stuff his face with hot dogs during the pregame for Saints games. If you don't like the ads, sign up and become a patron today. Patrons get access to this podcast ad-free. No ads ever. And they get the Booze Bundle welcome box Four swag items, amazing, and a Saints player card, and you get access to the Discord channel. Why wouldn't you do it? It's 10 bucks. You're practically making money. So do it today. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up to become a patron. That's SaintsHappyHour.com. This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints happy cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's its painful. All right, everybody, welcome into another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. All right, so this one's free, courtesy of Bet Online and Manscaped. Uh, but you should become a patron so you can get this podcast every day. And we like, had to like, get, doc, like Dr. Fink. Like Dr. Fink, who we had on, Dr. Thomas Fink, a patron, friend of the program. Uh, he's come on to talk about Drew Brees' injury. But first, I have to, th- I have to thank the good doctor. When my neck slash back was wrecked, he was nice enough to reach out to me on Twitter and is like, Ralph, you should do A, B, and C. And uh, Doc, I have to say, the Voltron cream... Is a lifesaver, man. I felt like a seventy-year-old man needing the uh, needing the cream at the CVS, but it worked like a charm. I, I was pumped about it, so thank you. You're very welcome, and uh, it just feels so right that you totally butchered the name of that cream, also. So it extends the medications. It's not just people. Voltaren. Uh, what cream. is not Voltron cream? Voltaren cream. Bad. Close enough. Close enough. Yeah, for sure. That that sounds like uh, a Star Trek planet or some shit <laughs> it's lucky Doesn't for it? ralph it just became over the counter so he just had to go to his nearest cbs and pick it up yeah pick it up beautiful have, and then and then uh and then i had to uh have have my wife slather it all over my back um so so doctor drew Brees, he's got cracked ribs punctured lung uh my first question is it sounds horrific and when you say it out loud it it sounds like a season ender but like what is the 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 pain threshold and like the the normal process uh, for these type of injuries he's pretty beat up and um it's a it's a very painful thing most people know that it's just kind of uh accepted conventionally that cracked ribs are very painful but in football, I was looking up some of the studies. Uh, there's a lot of studies and data on people who have cracked ribs from trauma and other things, but not necessarily American football. Um, so for him at age 41, it's going to be a heck of a rehab process. But uh, like Andrew, 
alluded to on an earlier podcast, it's really about pain control, uh, plus the element of the fact that he had a dropped lung. It's not really dropped. He just had what's called a pneumothorax, and he had some air escape from his lungs into the space in between his chest wall and his lungs. And it can cause a problem. It wasn't, you know, it's not a big deal with him because he didn't need to be hospitalized for it. He was just kind of hanging out on the sideline. Uh, but it is there, and it's going to have to resolve before he can come back. So right. that's why you saw the picture of him blowing on the little mechanism. That, that I was going to ask about that. So that if you see the Instagram, and uh, obviously uh, you, you've been on it, but he there is a contraption that he's holding, and he's got his kids around him, and he's breathing into some tube. Can you explain what that machine is? I'm assuming it's related to his collapsed lung and, and, and what it does to kind of help him. It is. Uh, it's given. It's called an incentive spirometer. It's given to most hospitalized patients because when you just lay in bed all day and you're on med- medications, you're not breathing as deeply, you have the chance for some of your lung tissue to collapse, for lack of a better word. It just doesn't get aerated well. So you blow very hard into that as much as you can forcefully expel all of your air and the pressure that it creates inside of your thorax incentivizes your lung to uh, re-expand better so it's on a fundamental level it's going to help get the air out from where it is safely from the space and will also kind of Lung sounds horrible, but there are varying degrees. One person it sounds, it might it sounds so painful cool. as hell. So much like, air. like how much pain yeah, is like breathing into that little device? Uh, for him, it's going to be super painful because of the cracked ribs. If he didn't have cracked ribs associated with a collapsed lung, it wouldn't be that painful. But it's going to be horribly painful. Uh, if there's one person that can do it, I guess it's him. He is uh, quite an animal when it comes to this kind of stuff. So um, he probably had a very small degree of this this thing, the air in the lung, but it is there. And then I, also I wanted to add, so um, what's his name, the quarterback for Buffalo that that Tyron tried Taylor. to inject his. Oh, say, uh, Tyron, oh yes, Taylor. Tyron Taylor. Yes. Yeah. So some people are kind of trying to compare the two. How long was Tyrod out? Can we translate that to Breeze? That's going to be tough because. They're different injuries. While they resulted in the same thing, having air in that space where it's not supposed to be, uh, his was due to penetration from external source, from a needle accidentally penetrating into the the viscera of his lung. Yeah, because the Chargers. Whereas it's it's internal. So the the air is coming from different places. Sorry, what did you say? I said the Chargers have Dr. Spaceman from 30 Rock as their doctor. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i don't know what they're doing over there i can't uh i can't attest to it i hope they used <laughs> ultrasound uh, but i'm glad that guy's not here uh so when you look at so yeah just to recap what you said it sounds like the the collapsed lung which i think most people hear that and they think holy shit that's that sounds awful that's actually not the scariest part of this prognosis for him and so you know we're really talking about right now what i've read is is there's five visible cracks through the MRIs, the x-rays, that they've been able to see clearly that there's five on both sides of his chest, uh, but there potentially might be more. 
he was wearing a flak jacket actually going into that game, which led me to believe that there was already maybe cracked ribs or an issue there. But it's surprising to me that he has cracked ribs on both sides. Is it is it that if you if you have one, is the rest of your rib cage then more susceptible? Is that is that what that means, or is it just kind of a fluke thing that he has fractures on both sides and it's like five or six? I think it's probably a little bit of both. So whenever he sustained the first fractures, he might he he had probably had subsequent damage to other surrounding ribs. Uh, that didn't sustain actual fractures or they didn't show up on imaging. Uh, but there's going to be a whole bunch of inflammation in that entire area, like a ton of inflammation and pain uh, changes in the tissue. And so it's sort of set up to be predisposed to further injury until it's fully healed, which is why you, you rest these type of things in scenarios where you're not getting paid millions of dollars to go out on the battlefield. Um, so, I think you're correct in that. And then um, you're also correct in saying that it's not going to be the collapsed lung that keeps him out. Uh, if it were just that, then he'd probably be in this coming game or the next. No big deal. Uh, the problem is the cracked ribs, pain control. And the real problem beyond pain control, which is usually under control by two weeks. I mean, most people are pain free by four weeks is going to be the dam the, um, the risk of further damaging his lawn because they already had that happen. They're going to be more cautious than usual. So if he stays out longer than we think he may, it's probably due to extreme caution because of that. The wait is finally over. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff early. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at bet online. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. A lot of times with like an arm or a knee or even like a foot, you can... as, you know, you could watch and you could be like, I'm looking and I'm seeing and like, can he run as, can the player run as fast? Can he throw as far as, is he moving as well? This one's kind of weird in that, like you said, it's his lungs, it's his ribs. Is there anything when he comes back that you as a doctor are going to be looking for and being like, okay, I'm looking to see this because I'm a doctor and I know like if he's doing if he if the, if he's doing this if he's walking this way that might mean it's still hurting him or it's an issue is there anything that you you're going to be looking for that you can tell us to look for that that's a sign either a good sign for the injury or a bad sign for the injury once he gets back It would be hard to give exact specifics of that but I'll say this all those areas where you get the fractures in the ribs and the cartilage for that matter. Uh, there's all of your abdominal muscles attached to those areas. So it's highly likely he had muscle injury too, uh, which is, you know, we call that a strain. He's gonna, when he starts putting torque on his torso, when he starts throwing again, it's going to be pretty painful at first. And that's going to be part of his rehab process is working through that, and re-strengthening those areas that were injured. So I don't, he probably won't come back. We won't see him do things until he's ready. I would imagine. Uh, 
so we may not notice anything at that point. But that's what happened when he when he came back after half and he could no longer do that movement. Uh, all the inflammation and edema, fluid and stuff had set in during halftime. Uh, and those muscles were just telling him no. Like there was a small window of time, adrenaline flowing, the inflammation wasn't quite there, the injury had just happened uh, where he was able to do it. But after that, everything shut down. So it's gonna be rotational stuff, uh, the same stuff with abdominal strains, but to a lesser degree. Those are more fickle injuries. Uh, all the fans are kind of blown away that Drew is able to go in in that two-minute drive, throw a touchdown pass while dealing with all, all these issues. I, I'm just curious as a doctor, as a professional, how impressive was that to you? Like, do you think ev- pretty much every NFL quarterback is tough enough in that situation that they could have gone out there and, and done that? Or is the, you know, the, the fact that we're all incredulous and in awe of, both the pain tolerance and just the the sheer will to power through that is that really as remarkable as we think it is i share everyone's incredulity if that's a word uh i don't think every quarterback could do that i really don't i mean drew's kind of proven to have some kind of extra component to him in the past whether it's the way he came back from the shoulder injury some of the other uh, torn plantar fasciitis that he's played through in the past. That guy's toughness has been put on display for the world to see on many, many occasions. And it's kind of a component of him that gets overlooked, in my opinion, by the national media, not so much the local fan base. Uh, I don't think everyone could do that. Uh, There's probably a few other people that could do that. But uh, to me, it's like a superhuman type feat. There's no doubt. I mean, you saw the way that he got up from that. He was immediately feeling it. And while he could still use his muscles yeah. to throw, it doesn't mean that it wasn't, it wasn't agonizing. Uh, it would be very surprising to me if he wasn't in horrible pain that whole time. I think he might have alluded to it in his press I conference. Was, I was curious because, like we said at the top of the, po- the podcast, I have inflamed issues in my back. And it, I'm so sore with the back. Like Just like bending down to like put pills in my mouth and take them was, a, was difficult. I was stunned that like he dropped the snap and like bent down and like picked it up and threw it like would that be difficult because of the ribs or not or not really like i i would i was like god damn he he just scooped the ball up and threw it like it was nothing and like jesus that must have been even even more like even more pain on top of the pain that he already had or was that would that not be the case no ralph it's perfect that you said that i actually had that exact thought i was watching the read play the next day you know they played that replay by i don't know four 467 times the next day on espn and um every time i saw it i had the exact same thought yes that movement in particular the getting down to grab the ball getting up uh rotating and then making that that pitch over to camara or that throw over to camara yeah it's incredible uh i was amazed by it and that's probably the one thing I was trying to think back to some of the other throws he had on that. I guess the other longest throw might have been the one to Michael Thomas where he kind of went up the sideline. But all of them are incredible. That was probably the moment where he realized something's really, really wrong. Let's see what, what happens at halftime. I mean, he probably heard crunching when he got gold, even with the flag jacket on. He had they were they were gonna they did bone scans and MRIs, so they'd be able to tell these fractures were older, these were newer, these are from a week ago, these are 
from yesterday, last night. Um, so it's just another another piece of the well-documented superhuman toughness of Drew Brees. All right, so let's talk prognosis, Doc. So yeah. if – I, I want your best case and your worst case for an injury like this. Uh, but before you answer that, my personal view, my biggest fear is that Drew is going to say, I, I can be back in two weeks. And I'm a little sad because the next three weeks involves two games against the Falcons. And if you put him on IR, it's a minimum minimum of three games. So he may never play the Falcons again if he gets put on IR. Uh, but I think that's what needs to happen. I think we need to save Drew from himself. This is just a personal, non-medical opinion. And we need to shelve him for three weeks. And don't don't even open the door or the window for him to come back three weeks from now. So I, I'm thinking put him on IR. In best case scenarios, he's back for the Philadelphia game, which is four weeks from now. Uh, but kind of give us a best and worst case scenario for an injury like this and how long it takes. I agree with you, Andrew, in the in the sense that um, there. Okay, so let me say this: best case scenario, if we go off of just normal case studies and data of some athletes coming back from this, you're looking at probably two weeks. Absolutely, best case scenario. I don't think that's happening because of a lot of factors. Number one, he had the extra component of the drop lung. And then also his age and the fact that he had previous fractures and now new fractures. It just kind of complicates everything. So that's sort of a pipe dream. It's going to be longer. Uh, I had told you guys I was thinking like two to four weeks. Uh, the more that I think about it, I think they're going to probably be on the more cautious side because they're afraid of re-injuring his lung tissue and getting another pneumothorax, the air. So I think there's almost, it's almost certain that he goes on IR three weeks minimum. And then I would be hopeful that he would be able to come back at four weeks. Um, I, but being out longer than that isn't off the table. It's such a, um, there's not a lot of instances of American football players getting rib fractures at 41 years old with a pneumothorax and return to play. Like there's just not a lot to go off of out there in the literature. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be, I mean, his case is going to be a case study. You know, if you write a re medical report about it, cause there's not a lot of it. And then doctors in the future can, can use that as an example or something to go yeah. off of. Um, I can't remember if you had a second part of that question. Did that answer? Oh yeah, no. So what? What's worst case? Like, is it possible yeah, that he would he would miss the playoffs? Like, is it possible that eight eight nine weeks from now he's still not recovered? I just don't see it. Uh, of course, in medical the medical field in biology, we're always we hate black and white absolutes. So. I can't say never. I mean, uh, I don't want to say, of course, at some point he'll come back. It's possible if something strange comes of this, mm. but I don't see that happening. No, I think I think the worst case scenario reasonably is that he's back by the playoffs. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped 
perfect package 3.0. This revolutionary company, Manscaped, has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 3.0 has proprietary advanced skin safe technology, so this trimmer cuts on your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The Lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you use on your balls. That's just nasty. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And yes, your balls stink. Speaking of sweaty and stinky balls, I am thankful for their Crop Reviver. This product, along with the Crop Preserver, keeps your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. And these products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help you set the mood, if you know what I mean. The perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxers that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxers. Tis the season to Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, and friends the best gift of all. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Okay, and, and so let, let's 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 say okay. So I, and, and this was a prediction that that a lot of people put out there that I think is pretty reasonable. So let, let's say he misses the next four weeks. Then you have Kansas City. Then you have the Vikings on five days rest on Christmas Day. So a lot of people are thinking he's going to miss four weeks. Wait, wait, wait. I'm and, sorry, Andrew. Uh, I, I I missed what you. Uh, my phone went out for a second. Okay. You were saying the sorry. next four weeks. Yeah, yeah, so Kansas City. Got, yeah, yeah. So you got the next four weeks, and then you got Kansas City's five weeks. But then after Kansas City, you have the Vikings on Christmas Day on five days rest. So there's this whole like. Would you play him against Kansas City if you know you have a game five days later? So a lot of people are kind of thinking Christmas Day against the Vikings, that would be six weeks, is maybe a more realistic timetable. Let, let's say they do shelve him for a whole five weeks, and they're kind of targeting that Christmas Day game against the Vikings to have him back. If it takes that long, what state is Drew Brees going to be in when he plays that game against the Vikings, is it one of those things where once he's playing, he's healed and he's good to go? Or is he going to still feel soreness? And are these hits going to affect him even going into the playoffs? I don't think they let him back onto the field until he feels as, as 100% as you can reasonably get without there being some really ex- extended rehab like you know six months from now or something so I think once he gets back on the field I don't expect there to be much um there won't be much in the way that he can't do mechanically there's probably going to be a little bit of soreness left just because of from the rehab maybe some muscle atrophy and whatnot but but I expect when he gets back on he's going to look pretty close to what he was when we last saw him in the last game or two where he's, it looks like he's battling some chronic issues. 
uh, but he's dealing with it pretty well. He's making do, and he's still making the plays he needed to make to win. I mean, he's going to be limited by the nature of all the things that he's battling in his age, but I don't expect him to be that far off of where he was, if not right there, ability-wise. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. 
But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Yeah. My final question, Doc, is he he comes back, he's healed up, and I know you mentioned the the, the possibility the, you don't know about re-injuring, but does cold weather enhance the chance for re-injury? Meaning, like if he has to go to Green Bay or go to Seattle, and it's like below forty or whatever, does that make him more susceptible to re-injure? Does it make the ribs hurt more because of the previous injury? I don't think so. Uh, my answer would be no to both. I, I don't think it makes him I, – I know it doesn't make him more susceptible to injury. Could there be a little more soreness or something strange like that? Yeah, that's always possible. With tissues, there's expansion and contraction with – variation in temperature is the reason that people with arthritis get pain at different points in the season. There's a lot of theories behind that. So it's possible it might make him feel more stiff than usual, definitely. But once he gets warmed up out there, he might have to be a little more aggressive with his warm-up routine or something. It should be fine. I, I don't think that's going to be substantial enough to hold him back, especially knowing that guy, that lunatic. <laughs> I just worry Love like it. they're going to Green Bay and it's like – 11 degrees with like a 15 mile an hour a 20 mile an hour wind i think i think everybody's going to be feeling like complete garbage if it's 11 degrees (laughs) (laughs) fair enough (laughs) so uh andrew do you have any anything else for the doctor no just thanks so much man it's it's really i know we 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 don't fancy ourselves as medical professionals and you know we don't get an opportunity to kind of dive into this but you know, this is a really significant player. Uh, it's, the timing is significant, and uh, the injury is complex. And so, uh, you know, thanks so much for coming on, man. And it's it's one of those things where uh, I know fans really appreciate just kind of understanding yeah. the, the medical side of it a little bit more and kind of what the best and worst-case scenario is. So uh, thanks for educating us and uh, looking forward to having you on in the future. Ho- hopefully, not Saint- hopefully we'll be kind of analyzing a Saints opponent uh, that's being injured or something when we have you on next. Uh, but uh, certainly appreciate the time. Yeah, I don't want to be a living harbinger of terribleness <laughs> with the Saints fan base. But uh, I will say thanks for having me on. I feel like uh, the version of Joe Pesci in Goodfellas where he lives, like I'm a made man now. It's a good feeling. <laughs> and um, I do want to say just overall regarding the injury, I feel pretty good about it okay. from a medical standpoint. I, I don't... I, there's a lot of worse things that could have happened. A lot worse. Like the UCL with the thumb. That, If that happened again, that would in his other... I mean, if that hadn't happened before and it happened now, I would be more concerned than I am with this from a 
like functionality standpoint moving forward. Uh, there's just this is pretty low on the list of things, just because the at the crux of it is pain management, and you can always mitigate those types of things. Yeah, because and, it's the NFL, uh, and they have the best of the best when it comes to pain meds, right? Yeah, well, that, yeah, yeah, the whole cabinet. Dr. Thomas. Cabinet Dr. Thomas Fink, thanks for joining us. He's a patron, guys. You should be a patron, too, and get all the benefits of being with the Saints Happy Hour Fan Club. So, guys, thanks for joining us, and we will see you again tomorrow.